everybody. I am sick. That's true. I'm not <laughs> I, yet. But. Oh no, you're I'm not gonna easy, get sick. Actually. Are you? Yeah, I think, from the, I think from the that's Ren Fucked me. Yeah. Yeah, it was like yeah, the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was really fun, you guys, but it was pleasure filled too. I mean, it's the pleasure fest. I think is what they call it. Yeah, yeah. I got called a virgin because I'd never done this like ah, drinking thing. See, they didn't thing. ask me. I knew uh, I would have been called that. So it was great, and was she cool. brought out her wet beaver, and I got to like touch the nose oh wow you know right on the clit and um, there you go yeah and then she said dirty things to me as i drank my drink yeah i got that i didn't get the wet beaver part but i did get the dirty stuff but i also had heard her say some of the same things like to two guys in front of me which i totally get they had to serve so many fucking people but i was like all right well you know i know look at my eyes not those eyes (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) all right it was good it was good i liked it i was like i want to I want to bartend like this. Sure. Give it a shot. <laughs> Create a new experience. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we're so excited because we have um, almost like somebody who is so iconic. Uh, I've known him for several years from my acting studio, but, uh, you know, he grew up in the public eye and... Um, transitioned in a in a very public way um and there's a documentary about him his name is Chaz Bono um it's called Becoming Chaz and um yeah I think he's just been an inspiration for the community at large and also done a ton of work with uh, charities and the uh, Transforming Families um charitable organization as well for trans family families with trans kids and um dealing helping work with the parents um so i just loved this interview and and i think it was just such a delight and a treat to be able to speak to this person um yeah yeah. i mean it was really i mean it i come from a small town in kentucky so i didn't grow up around a lot of trans people um that i knew of at least at the time it probably was a dangerous space but like yeah but while i'm growing up like that's this uh, Chaz was going through a transition so it was like a very um interesting obviously conversation that we had with him yeah we Um, talk a lot about his experience of being estrogen primary body versus testosterone primary body um yeah and he just shed some light on you know where he's at now and Mm -hmm. and also the idea of like just wanting to be a person and an actor who um you know is male and gets roles and doesn't have to be defined just by being trans and i think that that's super poignant and um you know, uh, something that we're coming up in a big, coming up against in a big way right now. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. You see me, ain't got no patience, so let's go. Welcome to Finding My Yum. This is such an exciting episode. We have Chaz Bono here. Um actor extraordinaire and just lovely human i am so grateful to know you from the same acting studio yes. anthony mindel um yeah i've known you for a couple years now we were in class years ago now yeah. at this point yeah 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 are you still there yeah you yeah. still in that class yeah i'm okay. still in the same class okay yeah, yeah i love I'm, it i'm in the other class now yeah you're you're I'm, still with the same Lindsay. teacher Lindsay. yeah, yeah. I know there's something about the studio that I just, I just love. It's just like going and like, oh, it's like a workout. I miss that, your class though. Like I really liked everybody in that class so much. It was a special group. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the people aren't there anymore, but it's still got a special vibe. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever worked with Cynthia, but she's, 
incredible too. Yeah, is she? Yeah, she's very like, she brings like a lot of spirituality into it too. And, and she's just so grounded and hysterical. She's a stand up as well. So it's okay. like, yeah, she's just like funny and brings levity and also this crazy insight. Sort of. I mean, like every teacher there, like Lindsay and Tony and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I mean, thank you for being here. I know that you, you've, you've done like so many interviews and stuff, but what I'm really excited to talk about is, um, your experience being like an estrogen majority body versus a testosterone majority body. Cause mm -hmm. we were talking before you said like for you specifically, it was like such a different, like it just, it shifted everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it. <clears throat> I think it made me realize how um, how many things that I don't think we realize are biological, in when we look at the difference between the genders are actually, in fact, biological. Yeah, yeah. hormone based. Yeah, mm -hmm. hormone based. Exactly. Yeah. So what was so um, you you transitioned now. Ten, starting 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. So would you consider yourself like fully out of like your second puberty? Yeah, for sure. Okay. How yeah, long yeah, was yeah. that process? <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say exactly. I would say the majority of it, of the, of the big changes probably are like within a, a three to three to four year period. Um, but, but just as, you know, men's kind of beards get thicker, you know, right. over time and stuff like that, I, you know, that kind of stuff happened. So I would say, you know, the, the majority of changes, but there were, you know, kind of other things that just a little bit more slowly happened. Yeah. Yeah. So your experience of being an estrogen primary body. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, we watched the documentary Becoming Chaz and obviously there's a lot of information out there, but I think like, you know, when you were talking, it was very much like from early, early, early. Yeah. It felt yeah, like yeah. it was the <laughs> wrong. Was just, it was very right? early on, yeah. Right, it was the wrong, <clears throat> you were in a, like a shell. Like it was a, it was the wrong vessel for Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's why I would say like, I, I you know, I, I, I was never, you know, I was I was always male. I was just male in in a female body. Right. And uh, and so I can't, you know, I can't say like, you know, this is what it was like to be a woman. This is what it's like to be a man. Right. I can just say this is what it was like to have estrogen as my primary hormone. Yeah. And. And this is what it's like to be a man. What was the What was the experience of having? Um, well, for me, it on? just made. I was very. I, I look back, and I was very androgynous. I think is is what it was. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't, you know. I I was, um, yeah. I was a, I was androgynous. I was much more in the middle because I was lacking that final kind of component to. Um, to to be to really experience you know the the world as a man and I was um, 
I, I kind of say this, at least this was my experience, and I've talked to a lot of, a lot of other um, trans guys about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in a perpetual state of adolescence because mm. I, I couldn't become a woman. Right. Right. So I, I was just stuck in, in adolescence and Stunted. like a boyhood kind of almost. You know, I couldn't grow up to be a woman, which was what you know, biologically, um, you know, my body physically, you know, wanted to do, but, but, um, you know, my, my gender identity was not that. So, um, so I, I needed to be able to transition and go through that second uh, puberty so that I could finally grow up and become a man. And so that, you know, that it, that was a, a big difference. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. Experiencing puberty in a female body versus the second time around. Mm-hmm. Um, what were, what were the differences in that? Because I, I remember pu- puberty for myself. I mean, it's always, I think everybody experiences it differently, obviously, but it's tumultuous and it like, you know, it's so many unknowns, right. but if you're going through it as an adult and, and finally, you know, right, the right way, yeah, it the was, right way. So, yeah, I mean, the first time I went through it and for, you know, a lot of, you know, mo- most transgender people, it's, it's traumatic. It's a, it's not a fun thing to go through. Your body is changing in ways you don't want it to change. Yeah. So, um, and this time it was exhilarating. I would, I, I would say, you know, I, I knew what to expect. Right. Um, I wanted those changes to happen. Yeah. Um, you definitely go through <laughs> an immaturity uh, uh, to a degree. I mean, you do you go through a bit of an adolescence, even though I was forty at the time. Right. Um, and I had those years of experience. It, it, it isn't, in a sense, a rebirth because life just begins again. And it is really hard for me to look at the first 40, you know, it, 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 for me, life started at that point. Okay. The first 40 years were really difficult. Yeah. And, and, and especially had, having had something to compare it to, um, you know, once I started transitioning and things started to change and life became so much easier just not you know a struggle in every single way um i was able to see how just how hard it had always been so it's really hard for me to to even uh to even look back i'm so i'm so disconnected from that from that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean I'll, i'll tell you a story so my girlfriend um we've known each other since we were 14 and, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, recently she was showing me some old pictures she had of, of her from different times. And she showed me this. She was showing me this one picture. And um, I was like, okay, so how, how old were you here? And she looked at me kind of like I was a little crazy. And I said, well... I said, you know, it's, I mean, it's hard to tell. I said, you, you could be, you know, 16, 17, or you could be, you know, 23 to 25. I just can't tell. And she was like, well, how old were you? And 
there was another woman in the picture, mm. <clears throat> and I had no idea it was me in that picture. Oh, with interesting. Her. And mm-hmm. I was about, my next question was, and who, who are you with in the picture? Right. So, um, and I kind of freaked out when I saw that it was me and flung the picture away. And so it's like, I'm, I'm that disconnected from that person, that, yeah. you know. Right. And I had no, I mean, I really had no idea. It wasn't like I was fooling or anything. I didn't register that that was me yes, sitting, it's not sitting next to her in the picture. Yeah, it's yeah. not who you are now at all. So the first, you you got um, testosterone shots to start. Was that the? I actually started with, with the gel and quickly switched doctors and then started getting shots. What yeah. is a gel? Um, there is, uh, there's testosterone gel that people oh. take oh it's like a it's a pill or it's a topical it's a topical gel oh i'm sorry my conception of how hormones work does don't that like a gel seems it, that's so interesting okay it's not as effective um they th- say that it's not as effective in the early stages when you want you know uh, uh, most trans guys and I and I was certainly one of them. I wanted, you know, I was obsessed with every physical change that was happening mm, to me. And mm-hmm. when am I gonna have this happen? And when am I gonna get hair here? And when am I gonna, you know, when's my voice gonna change? And when is this gonna happen? When yeah. is that gonna happen? So yeah, they think that it just moves things along a little bit quicker. Okay. Um, and what were the first things that you started to notice, or or what was that feeling of like it? at anchoring like did when because you testosterone (laughs) like ended up being like one of the big keys to sort of anchor you feeling like you're in the correct well yeah i mean yeah because testosterone really um you know for for trans men it's it it does it does pretty much everything yeah you know it does it you know it takes care of pretty much everything yeah um so the yeah it's just it's just waiting it's just a matter of time and mm-hmm. um so i my voice started to go kind of first and um, to drop into a lower register. Started to drop into a lower register. Yeah. Did it <clears throat> sound more than in line with, like how, like once that happened, did that? Well, it didn't doesn't happen at once. Sure. It kind of starts dropping, you know. And I'll get. I'll, I, I mean, I was just talking to a friend about this. Um, I ended up having top surgery at six months. And from that point on, I was never misgendered by, you know, anybody who didn't know me. Mm. Okay. And so then, like, what was that experience with both of, like, getting testosterone and then, like, as things started to change, what, like, mentally started to change or, because, like, yeah, what what was that experience for you? Um, Mentally, um, I just became a. F- I would have. I, I just became a fuller, more confident person, and mm-hmm. and like I said, everything became easier. I just everything became easier. Just life became 
easy, just be like kind of effortless, like where so many things seemed like a struggle before. Like everything. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, you know, when you're dealing with trans stuff and you're not, I, the, the best I can say is that you really have to imagine, imagine what it would feel like if, you know, you woke up the next morning feeling exactly like you've always felt but in in the body of the opposite gender right and you were stuck in that mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and um you know you had to try to dress differently and you had people treating you you know as if you were that and you had to go through every single day with people you know treating you a certain way that wasn't you and you had to look in the mirror at yourself and see a person that you knew isn't you. Yeah. And so you, you know, to understand what our experience is, you, you really have to kind of use your imagination and, and look at the, at the small details so that, you know, going to the grocery store, going, doing everything in your life is uncomfortable because you're not comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And then you were saying in terms of the feeling of testosterone, um, it sort of enlightened you in terms of biologically differences between men and women and, and people who do have more testosterone in their bodies than estrogen mm-hmm. in terms of like, I think you were saying your physicality when we were talking before and even like maybe your thought pa- patterns or... Yeah, I think I became more... I, I think the difference was that I spent most of um, my life you know, kind of trapped inside my head Mm. because I was Mm. so uncomfortable in my body. And um, so, yeah, I was just kind of, you know, trapped in my head. I wasn't ever uh, an an emotional person, Um, you know, and I always saw that that kind of stark difference between myself and, and, and women. And, you know, even within relationships, I would run into those kind of typical issues that you, that men and women typically have of, you know, hurting feelings and having no idea what I did, you know, that kind of a a thing of uh, just kind of being clueless, but, and, and not, and not ever really having that happen in the reverse often. Mm. Um, do you feel more emotionally emotional now that you're like in an authentic body and an authentic expression so that though almost those can because I feel like you've expressed that it was such a disconnect. Yeah. So when you got grounded in the authentic expression, did was is there more emotions available? Yeah, there are. I mean, I'm still not like. <laughs> a deeply, you know, sure. emotional person. Uh, I couldn't access anger before getting on testosterone. Oh, interesting. Yeah, at all. Now, again, this is just me. I've yeah. heard of everybody with these with this kind of emotional stuff. Everybody has a different story, but right. this but experience. this is just mine. I really, um, really had a hard time yeah and if i did experience anger i usually turned it in on myself mm. you know and if and, and kind of just made it you know it's my fault kind of thing 
And um, was the primary instead of anger, was it sadness or some something else that you sort of um, I, I think it was just denial. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I was really in in denial of of having, you know, having feelings, having needs, have, having anything. And so I started to, you know, be able to access um you know if something didn't feel right to me if something if somebody you know hurt my feelings or or you did something that i felt was hey that's not cool mm-hmm. you know i could i could finally deal with that yeah uh in an appropriate way which i had i hadn't you yeah. know i was really kind of a pushover mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you know i didn't I just didn't know how to advocate for myself or stick up for myself or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it really gave me that sense of, hey, all right, I don't, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to live with something I don't want to live with. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to take um, behavior towards myself that I don't want to. It was, it was very liberating in that sense. And so while... Um, I think that's also, it's interesting you say that because I think because you were saying you went through a second puberty like I think that's also a part of becoming an adult and something that I'm even learning too you know of like oh I don't have to stay around somebody that's not being very nice to me or I don't have to listen like when you get more confident when you feel personally for me too like now that you know I'm almost 30 and I feel like but that's like a bigger transition right like I feel Absolutely. like I finally feel more like an adult and f- for the first time I'm like oh I don't have to put up with behavior of people that I don't want to yeah. what a gift totally you know and you know there were other things that I uh, had been doing beforehand that was you know working on myself and everything but that was like that was the last piece of the puzzle that needed to be there so that, you know, it's like kind of like nothing else could fully work mm-hmm. until that last piece of the puzzle got in. Yeah, that was the last. So, yeah. Piece. And then it all kind of snapped together. I mean, I, you know, I had a, you know, ended a relationship um, in sh- uh, a couple of years after uh, I started transitioning. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't have to put up with you anymore i don't need to do this yeah you know like i well and i imagine you know when you when you have somebody by your side through something like that there's also like a you almost feel like you're indebted to them or there's like i don't know if you experienced that but i feel like if i've gone through something traumatic even with my ex like i was like well we've been through something like we have this history and this time and so I need to stick it out because you were there or I was there or I don't know if you experienced anything like that. Um, I'd stuck it out a long time and my ex made it really easy on me. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, it just got to a point where I was like, wow, okay. I think I'm, I think I'm done now. I think I've put up with, it, you know, yeah. I've put up with a lot for a long time. And I don't think I need to put up with anymore. Yeah. Which is such an empowering thing. Yeah. Yeah. I got out of a relationship over a year ago and and, um, that was my sort of revelation too of, oh, I don't have, this behavior doesn't have to continue. Like I don't, all partners don't have to 
be like this. It doesn't, right. you know, I don't have to be spoken to like this or like be in this whirlwind. Like chaos doesn't have to exist all the time. Absolutely. It's something I'm comfortable with, but I don't have to be in it. And I can put a stop now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's yeah. Very freeing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just in terms of um, like... Uh, how it felt different than in, in your body and like your you were sort of talking about. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah, I was saying that, you know, I started to feel like I, 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 I kind of went from being in my head and, uh, and into, you know, a much more um, physical experience of, of life. Mm. And, um, and uh, yeah, and every, uh, everything for me became, you know, more tactile and um just i i think as where i used to feel like i probably experienced everything cerebrally um first uh i've i i started to feel like you know i've started to experience things much more physically first mm. and now you know it's it's been a while so i don't really notice it anymore yeah but um yeah that was that was you know kind of a, a big change for me that everything just seemed like you just move through the world for me i move through the world in a in a more physical way than i used to which makes sense because you're finally in the body and the yeah. you know expression that and i yeah i mean and i don't know i i i think that and I, you'd have to, you know, talk to a lot of men, but I feel like it's kind of just a more male thing is that you just, for the mo most part, we're, we're more in motion, you know, we're kind of in motion. We don't stop a lot, um, as a, you know, in general, and of course there are a ton of exceptions to every rule, but yeah. it's not, it's, you know, it's not as, uh, you know as emotional uh, sure you know so you're not kind of sitting and taking stuff in and filtering it through a kind of you know emotional mechanism and then um seeing what that is it's more like you it's more like a a, a, a movement kind of mechanism and a physical mechanism. A, a physical mechanism yeah. okay so you think things like you experience things physically yeah. sort of passing through as opposed exactly. to like an emotional cerebral. Emo exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Um, I can only, yeah, I mean, I'm super cerebral, <laughs> like 100%, you know, like, and then that's been a big conversation in my head of like figuring out how to quiet some of those voices. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, like, I feel like even when a with acting, you know, it's trusting that instinctual body movement and um, it, because your body knows more than your head does sometimes, right? right. Like our head gets in the way. Um, I, yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit, too, about, um, uh, I was listening to, I listened to a bunch of interviews with Ellen. Um, and one of the ones she was saying, she talks about how w when she came out, she became part of a movement that she didn't really, she didn't want to be a part of a movement, right? She wanted to be an actor and she wanted to be on her show and, and she, that's, that's all she wanted. And, and so, um, 
and if you don't feel comfortable answering this, we totally don't have to talk about it. But like you were thrust into the public from so early. Right. And you became the face of this, a part of this movement, whether you wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and like now that we've moved further in this direction of, you know, people being more aware and quote unquote woke, um, like although you didn't have a choice, is it something that like, was it almost like an exciting thing to be a part of or, or do you like, what were your feelings about now being such a, like, right. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at the time I didn't really think about it that much because I had, I had been working as an activist in, you know, in the LGBT movement for years. Yeah. So it seemed like a no brainer and, um, that I would do stuff around this and, and everything. Um, and then, you know, I started acting again, which mm-hmm. was kind of the, the, you know, the first thing that I wanted to do with my life. And, and this is post-transition or were you acting the whole time? No. So I, I started acting when I was, um, 14 and my mom got me I was really depressed and hating my school and everything. And she got me into uh, the Strasbourg Youth Program here. Oh, cool. And then um, I auditioned for Performing Arts in New York, which is now LaGuardia, mm. and and went there. And um, honestly, in my in my senior year at our big um, time when you finally like perform in a show, play, um, I got cast as a male character in Midsummer Night's Dream. And, uh, and it was the first time that I really felt confident and connected on stage. Mm. So I was like, well, that's not going to happen in, you know, and as a professional actor, I'm not going to cast in guy parts. Right. So I quit acting and so in 2012, I, um, I ended up, you know, I decided, let me, take an acting class and you know see what it feels like now yeah and um that's when i went to amaw and and i very quickly realized that you know all of the passion that i had had before was you know still there and and that i had to you know i had to pursue this as a lip as a living yeah um and so that's when it kind of became you know, that's when I hit that point of, and also the, I was farther along in in my transition. Um, it wasn't, you know, my life was no longer about uh, being trans sure. or being in that, you know, the LGBTQ community. I'm just a guy, you know, I'm yeah. just a dude. I just want to be an actor. I just want to have a career. And, um, and that was, uh, you know, an interesting time for me and it still is of um you know obviously uh, you know i i am obviously trans i mean there's not getting around that but i you know being being trans is very different from like being you know gay or lesbian or something like that i mean we we don't our community we don't have um we're a really diverse community we're we're of every you know, of every different diversity, we don't, um, you know, we don't have a culture. Mm. So, Mm. um, 
and you know the, there there are a lot of um like you know gay trans people straight trans people some people who stay in the community and do more stuff some people who just you know go off and you know go get married and go into life or whatever yeah um and so i just you know i kind of went in and got into into my acting and i and i just you know wanted wanted to be an actor and wanted to play men right. you know as i am and and did um, you feel like because because it was so visible and because yeah, yeah. I, I and then it started and then i started to feel like very it was you know it's it was very hard and it's been hard and i mean and it's hard for any um you know it's hard to to be a professional actor yeah. period but it is you know we we have a particularly um i think difficult time in the industry as, as trans people because um hollywood has not gotten to the point where there are many where many people are are comfortable as casting us as anything other than playing trans parts and yet a lot of us and especially you know trans men but even many trans women there's absolutely no reason um we can't play cisgender parts and i've done it i mean i've done it on two seasons of american horror story and i've done it in you know several indie films and stuff right um but you know unless it's somebody who is open-minded for whatever reason or just or gives audiences you know um the credit that they deserve that they're not going to be you know thinking oh wow that guy's really trans right um, I can't believe yeah yeah Take care um, of you know they just you just don't get cast as much right so and then in terms of just I mean the progress that we've made which has been slow and obviously with you know our current administration um, the 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 country's relatively divided I think on like how progressive we are and how completely batshit backwards we are right um but in terms of like the progressive side i think one of the things that stuck out in the documentary of people like overwhelmingly asking like what kind of beer you were gonna drink now or if you were gonna see strippers or something like that and like that stereotypical idea of men and women and like how you're supposed to act now I my impression is that that is changing and that that overwhelmingly like we are engaging different conversations about like how, you know, gender is even perceived or how we're supposed to operate in the world. And I'm just curious, like, is does that align with sort of how you see things progressing, um, having gone through that sort of experience of a very stereotypical right. um, response? Um, I I, I mean, yes, I think things have changed since then. Um, but not completely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like within like the community, have you noticed? Like, because I know that you were, I don't, are you still active in the transforming family? I am, yeah. Um, and with, we're huge now. I mean, we yeah. have, um, you know, we're, we're so we're so big that um we have well the our parents are the are our biggest but we with our with our our um youths can you just explain just oh sure absolutely what transforming so family transforming is? family 
Um, we are an LA-based um, group, and we're now we're at, at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Oh, cool! And we um, we work uh, we meet once a month, and we have support groups for uh, parents uh, and siblings of uh, of trans kids. We have uh, a, a, so the, so those are are run by. Um, those are run by non-trans people, um, but we also have peer-run um, groups for trans youth, um, trans uh, like pre preteen, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a play group for uh, trans kids, trans little kids. Yeah. So, um, and we, you know, we probably have about I don't know two three hundred families. Amazing. And what's the mission state? Mission. Well, state the yeah, the mission statement is really to support you know to support whole families going going through this, mm-hmm. and um, you know I mean I think we all look at it slightly different depending on who you you know where you sure. volunteer with in that organization, but ultimately we're trying to ha- you know we're trying to help these these kids have the best quality of, of life possible yeah. and, um, and also get the medical attention that they, um, that they need. And, um, so, so being, you know, somewhat associated with children's hospital and then also, you know, on our, on our board, um, there's, you know, I'm, I'm on our board, but but Dr. Uh, Joanna Olson, who has, who is a doctor there, who has probably about six or seven hundred uh, trans kids that she treats now. Amazing. Um, her husband, um, Aiden, is the executive director of the. Um, oh God, I'm going to have it this moment. You'll have to cut this. <laughs> um, of. The LA Gender Center, which is a uh, a group of different therapists that specialize in in uh, working with transgender people, and uh, so we have therapists from there that come and and work mostly with the parents. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. And and part of working with the youth mm-hmm. as well is uh, to so that they don't have to go through puberty. Correct in the we yeah I mean that's our that is our that's kind of our goal I mean most of the kids though we do have a a, a quite a number now of 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 non-binary kids Mm. um and and some non-binary kids want to go on hormones and some don't there's not you know there's not like a hard fast rule but um yeah I mean when we generally when we have kids that come through as little kids and and stay with us yes usually they'll go right on they'll go onto blockers and they'll go right from blockers onto and blockers onto means that it's and so blockers yeah blockers basically stop them from going into puberty mm-hmm. uh, especially since nowadays with um all the soy products and all the hormones in our food kids go into uh puberty really young mm. now like yeah, you know nine ten years old so you know we block that and then um and tr- then tried to you know in best case scenario have kids be able to go through puberty with their peers Got it. in school and stuff oh, and wow. then when kids come in 
you know, as as teens, um, sometimes they can go on blockers. It's really technical, but like some kids are still have room to to grow a little. Like a mm-hmm. a trans, you know, uh, 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 FTM will come in. What's FTM? Female to male. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they haven't been on hormones or anything yet. They've already started uh, their period mm-hmm. and started having some changes, but they're not fully through that and they can they might have a chance to grow a little bit taller so they'll go on hormone blockers for a little bit which stops the uh skeletal from closing which which is what makes girls stop growing oh, at a certain age so there's so there's interesting technical stuff that yeah. i don't quite understand got it um, are you on blockers in addition to t- no no you're just on testosterone yeah we don't uh adults don't need to do that because testosterone shuts everything down oh interesting and that and and just in terms of follow-up question on that like that's for life right the something that you continually that's generally for life i mean mm-hmm. people can make a decision to go off them if they want to but oh, um but you know you sh- if you want to um you know maintain all of the things that the you know um you know your your muscle mass and all of those type of things. You you stay on it. Yeah, and is is that a choice that you for now at least? I can't imagine you know want not Ever. being on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing your time and you're welcome. Vulnerability and awesomeness. This has been so great. Yay. 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 Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh my god. I want to do a super cut of all your like uh, <laughs> Ooh boys. <laughs> I do yeah. So inspirational. I know. It was it would be like more exciting if I wasn't sick. That's true. Because I just like, like slowly been peeling in. off like my socks. I'm like, cause you know you get like hot and then you get cold. And you get hot and then you get cold. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. What an interesting interview we just had. Uh thank you so much, Chaz, for coming on. Uh Jazz, I love you. Thank you, yeah, for your time. I hope everybody enjoyed. Please, as usual, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Finding My Yum Podcast. Email us. We want Finding My Yum at Gmail. We want. We want guests. We do want guests. We really want guests. And you know what? I really want men. Men, email me. Connect to me because I want you on this podcast. That's true. She does. Uh, Rate us. Subscribe to us. uh, Share it with a friend. Listen. Thanks for picking up the slack. If you have any good uh, remedies for making Jerry feel better or drugs, send them this way. I'm not <laughs> going to give you your address. But <laughs> just the greater Los Angeles area. I'll get just it. Just make it out to Jerry. <laughs> She'll find it. <laughs> See you next week.